three, two, one. Blast off. Get it? That was on the recording. Oh. Um, Damn it. Hi, folks. Welcome back to another amazing uh, NFL draft-free purgatory <laughs> podcast. So you don't want to do a, a recap of, of how our uh, prognostications actually were pretty good? I think we did a better job, but everybody was so <laughs> mad that they had to listen to it yeah. that they <laughs> didn't want to give us credit. So it was, yeah, that was probably not the uh, the greatest idea we've ever had, but Billy so, and I certainly appreciate you guys letting us scratch that itch. So we're at uh, the Cardinal household today, myself and Michael Simino, enjoying a couple of fudgicles on the couch. Yeah. Um, That's exactly what we're doing. It's not a euphemism for anything sexual. Like, Paul, you can hear his lip smacking. That's... Based, that's Could a be a popsicle. Might be a popsicle. Yeah, it's a fudgicle. I offered the young man a popsicle, a fudgicle. He said yes. Who, who's going to turn down a fudgicle? Come on. It is um Wednesday, June 6th. It's halftime of the NBA Finals game. I'm not sure why anybody's still watching this, but we are. We are. We are. It's uh, mandatory minicamp time, so... Get, get your, that football juice flowing. Yeah, get, get those things going. Andrew Luck still isn't throwing footballs. Tom Brady's back. What a uh, shocking bit of news that Tom Brady and Robert Gronkowski showed up when football started. It's Who amazing. And you know what's funny is reports have come out saying they look good. Wow. It's it's incredible. You know, one would almost think that if Alex Guerrero was welcome to OTAs, they might have come to OTAs too. It's possible. Who would, who would think something like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we wanted to do a, a, a brief kind of recap of some news around the league, around Purgatory and the NFL. Um, not a lot has happened since you last heard from us, but uh, in addition to that, we wanted to debut our first list of top keepers for 2018. Yes, yes. So uh, I know I don't know how far we'll get tonight. I think we'll at least talk uh, keepers 21 through 30, and maybe some uh, almost made it into the top 30. Yeah, our, our our goal here was to really rank the top 30 keepers in the league and have a discussion as to. Uh, their value, are they too high, are they too low, what it means. And uh, in, in doing so, we really cobbled our list down to about 39. So we'll talk about a few of those that uh, didn't quite make our, our rankings cut. But um, I think a, a worthy discussion. And uh, again, no no draft recap stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of news items uh, and, and briefly how the draft may have affected a couple rosters in the league. But um, mostly we're going to be getting into ranks. All right. So as far as as far as news items, um, let's just talk about you know not getting to the draft, but talk about some players on our rosters that were affected by the draft. And I can start with my own team. You know, we talked a little bit on the pre-draft show about how some running backs might get drafted to affect situations. Yeah, not a, not a great draft for you, huh? No, not a great draft for me. My hope was that my expensive keeper Marlon Mack might see the Colts draft a running back, so I didn't have to keep him. Well, at they they did, but they were late. Two two guys late. So. Yeah. So I'm probably stuck keeping him at 18 bucks, whereas two of my $2 guys, Wayne Gallman, who's, you know, Saquon Barkley went to the Giants, Wayne Gallman is completely useless. Not that we know how much use he was going to have to begin with. Pretty sure he was completely useless anyway, but... Yep, and Samaj P. Ryan, who the Redskins drafted, I think, in the second round last year, they took another running back in the second round this year, so that's good stuff. Um, so both those guys are pretty much gone now so if you're not listening to this podcast maybe i can still dump them on you but if you are i'm probably pretty screwed bd earmuffs <laughs> um 
Billion's some kind of dodge the draft bullet a little bit. Well, you, one one other one other thing, uh, you can't really like that the Broncos uh, drafted oh Royce gosh. Freeman either. You know, you were big into Devontae Booker, huge into Devontae Booker. They, 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 and sadly, I like Royce Freeman a lot too. So now it's like, <laughs> goddamn it, well, the Broncos running backs. All you have now. to do is keep Booker for six bucks, and then uh, draft Freeman, and you'll have the whole backfield. Exciting stuff. Um. You and Billy dodged the draft bullet a little bit. Well, yeah. BD, not a ton of news to report. Um, the draft kind of hurt him, I'd say, with the Carlos Hyde acquisition. Yeah, that, that uh, looking back, that doesn't look great on uh, on his record there. I mean, luckily for him, he had some uh, some cash to burn. But uh, now Hyde is part of a three-headed monster there after they drafted Nick Chubb in the second round. So I will say, you know, to BD, I don't know if you're going to keep Hyde at this point, but I don't really think Nick Chubb's that good. Uh, he was a couple years ago until he tore his ACL, and he was still yeah. pretty good. But he wasn't the best, uh, you know, running back in the Georgia backfield. That would be uh, New England Patriots star Sony Michelle. Ah, uh, Michelle. It's like dodgeball. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> you met my personal assistant, Michelle. Michelle. Um, BD, <laughs> BD get a little lucky with like Kamara with Ingram. I think getting suspended a few games. I, I mean, yeah. Kamara was a stud anyway, but. Never hurts. It'll be interesting to see if they, if the Saints really put a heavy load on him the first four weeks, or if they kind of try to continue to use him in the role that he was so successful in uh, last year. Right. Um, I don't think much affected Dan's roster. No. Nope. Um, Tommy, I guess you could argue that Houston not taking a running back maybe helps Lamar Miller, especially if Deonta Foreman's on pop or something. Yep. Um, you know, it looks like he might still have a role carved out there. Mm-hmm. I did hear some rumors about Adrian Peterson going there, which ooh. My, I mean, there's not a lot of good fits for Adrian Peterson, but I don't know. Could eat away at Lamar Miller going forward. Uh, Jimmy pretty much dodged the bullet in the draft. That's what happens when you have all top tier keepers. Uh, Odon's not much effect. Benny, I don't think anything to write home about. Smitty, um, I think we might have talked about Deion Lewis going to Tennessee, but I don't know how he feels about Derrick Henry anymore. Um, Baltimore kind of stayed true to Alex Collins, which was they did. which you know helps Smitty probably. They did. I mean, they do have Kenny Dixon coming back, but you know Collins looks to be kind of entrenched at this point. You know, the, the interesting one for Smitty, and I don't know what your opinion is on this. You know, he's got uh, Devin Funches for cheap, who would be a good keeper regardless. They did draft uh, DJ Moore in the first round, so I don't know if that helps or hurts Funches. Kind of different type receivers, but yeah, um, I know that they had a big receiver that was pretty good. And they were, like, scared that having two might throw off their offense, so they immediately dealt him when Funchess emerged <laughs> and Kelvin Benjamin. So maybe if they're more prepared to have two good receivers now, I'm not sure. But it's kind of always been a one-man show with Greg Olson and somebody else there. So, yeah, we'll be interested to see what they do with two receivers. But I think they got a new O.C. Is North Turner there now? They got a new O.C. Yeah, yeah, Norvulus. So that might help the offense in general. That's um, what Norv is short for, Norvulus. Oh, is this true? No, I have uh, no idea. I thought it was Norvison. It could be Norvison. <laughs> um, Sounds right. Smitty did get blown a little bit of a, a blow the past couple weeks, depending on how you think about it, but Hunter Henry's out for the year now. Yeah, that certainly hurts. Um, just couldn't happen to a, a better guy, you know, poor Smitty. Well, well, we'll make sure to take plenty of timeouts when his name comes up uh, during the draft. <laughs> we sure will. And then uh, Gags, you know, 
Um, I don't think a ton changed there. The Dion Lewis thing, obviously, he ended up in Tennessee if we haven't addressed that. I think Kim and Derek Henry are pretty much in a split there, so I'd rather have the $2 guy than the $35 guy. Yep. Um, and then not a bunch with Ralph either. The Rams didn't draft another kicker, so it looks like Zerline's still safe. No, the, I mean, the, the interesting thing is just looking kind of at the quarterbacks a little bit. I mean, you would have thought that after cutting uh, Dez Bryant that they would have addressed... Uh, uh, the receiver position a little bit. They brought in Alan Hearns and they drafted Michael Gallup in the third round. I don't know if that does much for you. And then uh, Jimmy G got uh, a guy named Dante Pettis in the second round, who I think is terrible. But uh, they traded well, you they hear that, Ralph? Together, so. Do you hear that, Ralph? You have a, a stud receiver for the rest of his career. Sims out on the guy. Yeah, Dante Pettis. Pencil it in now. Yeah. He's going to be a stud. Wide receiver um, one coming your way. The other thing that might affect Ra, I don't know what his feelings were on Sanu, but I think that uh, Atlanta like traded up to get a first round receiver. They well, they Ridley. took Calvin Ridley, who kind of fell to them. So, so you know, the idea is probably now that uh, with Taylor Gabriel gone, that Sanu is probably going to play out of the slot most of the time. Okay. So, role changes a little bit. Maybe not as much of a red zone threat as he was, but might get a little more volume. Well, before we get into the top keepers, I think we should have time for one quick ad. <laughs> so this podcast is obviously brought to you by Fudgical. You think we're just eating Fudgicals for the fun of it? No. They sponsored the show. Let me tell you. Fill in that chocolatey <laughs> phallic thing slide past your lips is just about the best feeling in food. Cool, refreshing, find. delicious. It was perfect. great. I mean, I'm excited just having eaten one. So get yourself some Fudgicals. Yes. Get them today while they're cold. All right. Thank you to another great sponsor. Um, yes, Fudgical, the Fudgical company. <laughs> it must be made by somebody. Hood, Hood seems the to thing, be okay. The, you know, Nabisco Fudgicals. The Fudgical brought to you company. by Kellogg's. I, I still think the Fudgical company is the best Fudgical maker out there. Okay, um, <laughs> I do want to mention one thing too before we get into the rankings that there are some winners and losers in these rankings, and we just want to make it abundantly clear that any of you are welcome to come to our house. So if you're an NFL player and you're listening to this podcast and you think, "Oh, I'm a winner." I was in the top 30 or, you know, honorable mention in the top 30. Feel free to come, whether you listen to the National Anthem, don't listen to the National Anthem. Yep. Come to my house anytime. We can hang out. We can applaud you for being a top 30 keeper in the Purgatory Fantasy Football. You know, we, we can we can uh, sing God Bless America, whether you know the know the words or not. We, we know from experience that Gags does not know the words. So <laughs> gags, gags, for, gags. For those of you that were in spring break in 2003, you understand what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, please... Please come. We're, we're always open to healthy debate and nothing like a Jack Black person getting in my face for something that uh, we said as a throwaway. So I agree. So um, we, we've we created sort of like a guideline system to rank the keepers in the league, and it, it's far from perfect, but it gave us some semblance of like, you know, it, all in all on the rosters today, there are 160 keepable players. And, you know, we didn't want to just kind of look at, them and say, hey, these are our favorite 20. We wanted to try and measure what might provide value in a keeper. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, obviously some of those keepers are defenses and kickers, and so they, they get kind of... Uh, I believe know, there's six retired players. And six <laughs> six retired players, including Calvin Johnson, which for some reason is on a roster. But uh, I think that, you know, the idea when you're trying to evaluate keepers for yourself and across the league... 
you know, there's a number of factors, whether it's the position they play, uh, their age, their injury history. Uh, maybe there's there's more opportunity opening up for them, uh, you know, what role they have. Are so, they a top-tier player? Yeah. How much do they cost? I mean, that's exactly a that's, that's a huge one. So I think there are a lot of things. And what we try to do is kind of develop some sort of composite score almost that uh, evaluated all of those different factors. So... Like Paul said, our, our sheet was simply a guide, and we've since sort of tweaked, uh, you know, to accommodate what we're trying to talk about today. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about, like, roughly, and we're going to talk about 10 guys today, um, but over these podcasts, we'll talk about 30 guys, but we're going to kind of dabble with nine more, because we think there's there like 39 guys that separated themselves from the pack, as insofar as keeper value, um, and... You know, to go back to the that system we designed being a guideline, like the top twenty guys were probably around top twenty, but twenty one through thirty nine came from all over the place. Like some of them were ranked a hundred, and we we're like, okay, this guy doesn't belong that low. Let's bring him up. Um, Correct. But we ended up with like, let, you want to just talk about the honorable mentions for a second? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> so outside the top thirty, we had a mix of guys, um, mostly that were either young. We weren't really sure about their role yet. Right young and they'd kind of shown flashes but we weren't sure like how how much to trust it going forward or their situation just changed and we're not sure what to make of the situation yeah there's there's a number of them and i i think the first guy to talk about was a a darling of the preseason last year uh who got hurt i think in week two week three i think it was a foot injury and uh i believe jimmy kept him on his roster the whole time and that's chris carson who is uh potentially the starter in uh, in the Seattle backfield. Uh, you know, a lot of potential there at uh, uh, just a couple bucks to keep. But he, uh, what do you think of Chris Carson? Yeah, well, it's an example of like the flaw in our ranking system, right? Because he came in as the 12th best keeper. And, you know, he has that upside, but yeah. he certainly doesn't have that value today. Right. So, you know, I think that all the news out of Seattle's camp this year similar to last year that hey we're going to roll Chris Carson it seems like the guy but then they go into the draft they spend high capital on a, on a running back I believe yeah they took Rashad Penny at the end they, of the yeah, first round they early. still have they, they like uh, Procise still they still Procise there I feel healthy. like they had another veteran uh, in there also Penny uh, Lacey yeah I feel like they signed someone else but I could be wrong but, yeah they have uh, yeah maybe it was just like Jonathan Stewart was visiting there and then he went to the Giants. But. Where did uh, Chris Ivory sign? He went to Buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm wishy-washy on Carson. I, I would certainly be happy to keep him as Jimmy or as anybody else in yeah, the for, league. Yeah, right. For two, two, three bucks or whatever he is, it makes sense. But if it was any more than that, you know, who knows? It's, it's not like they uh, did a whole lot to fix that offensive line. So Another guy in a similar situation, I mean, maybe not a similar situation, but kind of like the same kind of questions as Corey Clement. Um, another guy that's Two bucks that's, you know, in a backfield where it seems like he'll get some burn. There's some upside available, but it's a crowded backfield. It's a talented team. You know, he might get six touches a game. Yeah, I, I uh, you and I disagree a little bit here. I, I think you're a bit higher on Clement than, than I am, and I, I think his talent is fine. Uh, I, I have a feeling that they're going to try to ride Ajayi uh, a lot more this year in his contract year and get whatever they can out of him, you know, after trading a fourth-round pick for him. Yeah, um, that's actually, I think, the most optimistic outlook for Clement is that they try and ride Ajayi and realize that he's made of glass and then Clement gets the job. I think the, my fear with Clement would be that 
they each get ten touches a game, so Ajayi doesn't get hurt. Well, d- does it does it concern you at all that Darren Sproles somehow is back and Clement was sort of the pass catcher last year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's the whatever. Yeah, thirty fifth best keeper. Sure. Fine. Um, so those are the two like kind of like young. What do we have in them? Running backs that don't have a role carved out. Okay, but you know you have a guy, so I'll leave the discussion on uh, Tariq Cohen. We put in this list because I think he already kind of has a role carved out. I think Clement and Carson, we really don't know what they are. Cohen, I don't think his role changes much. Maybe he has a few touches, but you know there's a workhorse back in front of him. The offense is probably a little bit better than last year, which I think helps him. Um, they certainly have a more creative mind running the offense now. I think that's the biggest factor. Uh, in my mind, anyway, is that they're going to continue to evolve as an offense with Matt Nagy as their coach, and they've added weapons. And there's been talk that Cohen will play out of the slot, out of the backfield, kind of everywhere. So he's not certainly a guy I'm going to be relying on as a as an every week starter. But I definitely think there's some value there. It's just going to be a matter of picking the right weeks. Yeah, I agree. Um, certainly value there, and who knows? Maybe he becomes you know. A- a Kamara type. I, I mean, if I he's if he's Chris Thompson, I'll I'll yeah. I'll take it. You know. Yeah. If you if you get a two dollar running back that you're getting, you know, twelve points a week from, I think you're pretty happy. Absolutely. Um, the only other running back that we or we had a couple more running backs that just missed the top thirty. They're um, C.J. Anderson and Aaron Jones. C.J. Anderson, who the fuck knows? He's on my team, so he's probably screwed. But <laughs> he's in a North Turner offense now. He's you know doesn't really. I don't know what you can make of Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think he's getting the ball 15 times a game behind the line of scrimmage. Well, the uh, the two things that you like about CJ is that one, he's two bucks, right? Which is probably why he's even on this in this discussion. And two, Jonathan Stewart had about 200 carries last year. Yeah. So if if they're just basically plugging him in and keeping McCaffrey in the same role, you know that's. 12, 13 carries a game I'd for a guy who, who might be at the goal line, too. And I know Cam will take some of that, but, you know, at this point, if he if he ends up as, like, the 28th running back at two bucks, you know, you've you've gotten some value out of that. I totally agree. And I think the, the thing that enamored me to CJ to begin with was just that, like, whenever he's played, he's provided fantasy value. And I, I, don't, I don't know that he he's has. that there, good, there's a little, Yeah, there's a little bit of an injury concern there, but he's yeah. still only, like, 26. Right. So. Then the, then the last back we had outside of 30 was uh, Aaron Jones, who looks like he's going to be the number one guy in Green Bay this year. Who I mean, the hell knows? Who the hell knows is exactly right, and that's why we could. But he's, but he's two bucks, and he could be a starting running back for an offense led by Aaron Rodgers. So for that, there's value. So after that, there's um, three receivers. Um, they're almost like all the same. Devontae Parker, Marquise Goodwin, and Corey Davis. Oh, I don't think they're. I don't think any of them are close to the same. I don't either. I just don't <clears> want to <throat> keep talking about these people. So Devontae Parker, it's like the hundredth year in a row that he looks better in camp, and he gets it now, and he's going to try harder. And yeah, he's Tannehill's back, and Jarvis Landry's gone. And well, that that oh la- that God. last point is the point that's most interesting to me is that all of a sudden there's a hundred and forty targets available. Uh, but there's going to be at least three games that Danny Amendola is healthy that he takes ten of those each game. Okay, so there's 110 targets. <laughs> um, and the, who they they got another? Oh, guy. they signed Albert Wilson, who's fucking true. terrible. True. So, so that's Kenny true. Stills and Devonte Parker. That should be interesting. That team's going to win one game. Um, I'll, I'll take the over, but slightly. <laughs> is that just because they played the Justin Bills twice? Pretty much. All right. Um, so it's Parker, Marquise Goodwin. You know, showed flashes last year um, when 
the new quarterback showed up. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, I think he's got the talent. He played in Buffalo for a couple of years and didn't really do much. So it's a little, it's always, I'm always a little cautious when a guy in the sure. league a couple of years doesn't produce a lot, then all of a sudden does or shows flashes. Oh, um, he's on my roster, and I'm, I have no idea what to think because he was always kind of a speed, stretch the field guy. And then the last six weeks or so of the season, he was like Mr. Reliable, you know, eight catches a game for 88 yards and and uh, Jimmy's number one target. Now, they, like I said, they drafted Pettis. and they you love. Oh, I love him. And they uh, they brought back, or uh, Garcon will be back, yes. So um, who knows what his role will be. But for, two, that, for um, two bucks, seems like a, a worthy keeper. I agree. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> at the end of last year and, Probably if things didn't shake out the way they did this preseason, there was a lot of that Kittle talk too, and then oh, yeah, he got that died guy. down a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I think Goodwin's carved out a role for himself at least there. And, I and if he about still has, George. if he still has Garoppolo's trust going into the season, you know, it could be a good fit. You think he, there's nothing to believe that he wouldn't? So and the last receiver like in this missed the cut group is my man Corey Davis. Um, I don't think that he's a top 30 keeper, but I will just tell you right now that this is the guy that I'm the horniest to have on my team. He's $9. I know that maybe Malcolm Butler had an off year last year, but he just fucking lit him up in the AFC playoffs. Um, I, I just see a clear path to him being the number one for Tennessee, them kind of forcing him the ball, and you know maybe Mariota improving a little bit, or kind of reverting back to two years ago and being good, and, and Davis being the the guy who reaps most of the benefit. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think if he was $2 to keep and not 9 he'd be right. in the top 30. And, and um, you know, they have a new coaching staff there. They've abounded the, uh, what do they call it, the exotic smash mouth, yeah. I believe. Uh, you know, they've added Dion Lewis. Um, so it if memory like... serves, they gave the coach a, a vow of trust after winning a playoff game and then fired him the next week after losing to the best team in the history of football. Correct. Okay, just making sure. That's exactly what happened. So, uh, And then I will say before we get an angry email or text that these guys who missed the bubble, we didn't put them in order. So this guy isn't last of the guys we mentioned. Correct. But he's outside he the might bubble. be 31st. He so. might be 31st, so don't be too upset. But uh, his name is James Garoppolo. And although he's a $2 quarterback who... Um, has looked really good in six games last year, or however many games plus the couple he played with the Patriots. Um, his career numbers are still, I believe, five touchdowns and three interceptions. So we just want to see a little bit more data before we decide if he's top tier. Um, there's When you hear the list above him, there might be some guys you're questioning, but it certainly won't be any quarterbacks you're questioning, I'll tell you that. Love the situation, love the makeup, love the coaching staff. He's in a position to succeed, but... Love the price. Ooh. Let's just see it a little bit. And, right. man, that jawline. You know, he might not be a better quarterback than Tom Brady, but someday he might be able to compete for hottest quarterback ever with that, Tom Brady. And that day is today. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of like the just misses. Please, if you if you have a just miss that you don't hear in the top 30, then your upset wasn't in consideration for our top 30, shoot us a note and we will uh, disregard it. And never talk about it again. Yes, and, and, and please be sure to like this on iTunes or whatever uh, Oh, yeah, we need podcast, your reviews or we're not going to get more subscribers. Whatever podcast provider you're listening to. That really does a lot for us. We get more ad revenue, the more likes and positive reviews that we get. So please go ahead and do that. Tell your friends, which are us. Tell me. Wait. Want to get into the top 30 here? Should we decide who has pants on? 
No, top third. What happens when <laughs> both don't have pants on? Well, it's the fourth quarter of the game, so we're going to have to get to the top 30. All right, let's, let's, let's get going. I mean, we we currently have an Uncle Drew commercial on, so anything to avoid this catastrophe uh, is welcomed. Yeah. So uh, the hope is today to do 21 through 30. So the 30th best keeper heading into 2018 in the National Purgatory Fantasy Football League at a price of two dollars is a guy I absolutely hate by the name of Alex Collins. And why do you hate Alex Collins? Because he's not good at football. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I think that there's some guy who's not Bernard Pierce, but that they drafted a couple of years ago. Kenneth Dixon. Kenneth Dixon, who has never even been able to walk, and it wouldn't surprise me if they give him an opportunity to take this job. But they didn't draft another running back. Alex Collins is two dollar. Who's the other guy they have there? Buck Allen. Is he still Buck doing Allen? Javorius Allen is still there. Ugh, okay. And they now have forty-seven wide receivers that are all bad. They do. And they got the best running back on their team. This is the quarterback they drafted in the first round this That's year? That's true. They, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. They should put Lamar Jackson behind Flacco. <laughs> Call that the, the double I? Well, oh, that's no. not anything. Call it put your best player on the field. Well, he's that. So the the other thing, they have a good offensive line. They'll get Marshall Yanda back healthy. They seem to want to run the ball because... They drafted like nine tight ends, too. They probably help block. They did draft a couple tight ends. One of them was a first rounder. And I think one of them was a second rounder. Yeah, they were both pretty high. That's true. Yeah. And they still have like other guys. But uh, they don't I don't have Dennis Pitta. Don't get excited. All right, but I don't know. I think for two bucks and yeah. a, a fairly obvious role, uh, and as someone who produced at a pretty high clip last year, I mean, had he gotten any red zone looks at all, we might be talking about him in a completely different light. So yeah, and I think it's telling, or at least I might be. It's, You'd still hate him. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like I look at a guy like C.J. Anderson who missed this cut that I like. That's two bucks. And I think I would rather have Alex Collins than him. Yeah. But they're pretty much the same guy. Like, they don't look good when they play football. They just get yards, and they fall into the end zone. And So I don't know why I don't like Alex Collins, because I like C.J. Anderson. It doesn't really make sense. It doesn't I guess because I hate well. the Ravens so much. Well, that makes sense, because yeah. I hate the Ravens, too, but so I can much. see his value. But Fortunately, yeah. this is the only Raven that sniffs the top 30. I don't, there might not be another Raven in the top Mac, Max, 100. Max Williams? <laughs> no. Or um, Hayden Hurst? No? I'll also tell you, like, seeing... The, it was when we did this exercise, it was interesting to me the gap between like the top 10, 15 keepers and like 30th. Like Alex Collins was not even near the tier of the, you know, top guys, yeah. Top guys that, that we'll get to at some point. Yeah. No, it, there's certainly a gap there. And I think uh, we're going to go on to uh, number 29 here, who uh, was part of a blockbuster deal that I made last year. And he cert, uh, currently sits on Ben Kutcher's roster, and that is a Mr. Robert Woods, who had sort of a breakout season for the Rams. Yeah, gangbusters last year. I did not see it that It was coming. weird uh, as a guy that like was sort of just like a New York Giants Steve Smith uh, kind of possession guy in Buffalo. Ooh. He goes to Jared Goff and becomes like a really good, legitimate wide receiver. And... Uh, you know, they brought in Brandon Cooks, but the, he Lost basically Watkins, he basically so. just replaces Watkins as the over-the-top threat. So I, I think I mean, he's still probably the number one threat there. There's 
the Watkins Cooks thing throws me a little bit because I don't know. Like I, I thought Watkins was a stud, and I know he's never healthy, but you know Watkins has never really produced on a consistent basis, and the Cooks has. So it's a true. lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, Cooks is just replacing Watkins." Well, we've seen Cooks do a lot more than Watkins has ever done. So. I think he's replacing the role, but the production might be different, right? And I, how does that production increase affect Robert Woods? I don't know. And I also think I um, did. I hear something about Cup getting hurt, or is that not true? I have no idea. No. I thought I might have heard something about early in the preseason about Cups involvement going up and then late in the preseason about maybe him not that it's late in the preseason but a couple weeks later hearing that he might have been banged up a little bit um i don't know like you know goff made a jump last year he seemed to like woods that offense is going to put up points and woods is going to be part of that offense so i think that's why he ends up here we don't really know you know i I don't want to call it a prove it year but it kind of is let's see if he is what he represented last year yep agreed and I think that's the same boat that this next guy is in. Like, let's see if he is what he is last year, because I think he finishes, like, wide receiver five. But um, I don't know if he was quite that high, but he was, I'm number, pretty sure he was a top ten guy. Number 28 is Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, yeah, they uh, the Lions are going to continue to throw the football. And, you know, they drafted a, a running back, and, you know, there's all this talk of them trying to be more physical and everything. But at the end of the day, when you have Matthew Stafford as your highest-paid and best player... You're going to throw the ball a ton. And uh, Golden Tate, I will finally admit, is just kind of hey, Golden Tate. Hey, I convinced you. Now it was my seven years of consistently drafting him and being <laughs> disappointed that, that finally convinced me. But uh, Jones kind of did it all last year. He, he He's a big enough target. You know, he, he's kind of a bit of a big play threat, but also a chain mover. Like, he, he's really just a big part of their offense. And... You know, Kenny Galladay might take a step, but they also, um, you know, they lost Eric Ebron. Not that he does much, but yeah, it's targets. Yeah, ends on target. So, um, I think, you know, that, they have a new coach in town, too. So, we'll see how that affects the offense. I don't know. Um, he did finish fifth last year. He was a tenth of a point behind Tyreek Hill for fourth. Wow. Um, and we have him 28th best keeper. Yeah, good. and he's two bucks. You know, we didn't mention that earlier, but he's another just cheap guy that's you know, possibly poised to repeat as a top well, five. Top five. The one factor we're not talking about is that he's on BD's roster, so he will probably finish much lower than we have him here. Actually, there's a chance that BD doesn't know he finished fifth, doesn't know how to play a podcast, and doesn't keep him, even though he's $2, because he's so stupid. It's true. So, who knows? Maybe he'll be on somebody else's roster for $25 when the season starts. Science. Um, keeping the receiver run going, the 27th best keeper in purgatory going into the 2018 season belongs, I believe, to Ryan Smith. It's true. And his name is Ju Ju Smith Shu Stir. I call him JJSS. JJSS, for yeah, sure. It really rolls off the tongue. What about just J's? Because it's like two J's and two Z's. Okay. Juju. Two bucks. Young talent. Two bucks, good offense. For me, the thing he has going for him the most is that the Steelers drafted him, and they draft very good receivers. Well, it's funny because they drafted another receiver this year in the second round, who I I don't know that he's actually good, but he'll turn good. He'll turn good. He'll turn good. Um, I have seen a bunch of buzz out of camp this year about how good Justin Hunter looks. Let me tell you, I've I've fallen for that one before. Oh, God. (laughs) I've fallen for that one before. That asshole. So, uh, Juju, I think, is the clear number two there. Oh, sorry. Um, I think that, you know, Antonio Brown's the target monster. Lev Bell probably has the second most targets. And yeah. Juju has his third, right? There's nobody going to cut yeah. into it. So that's what, 80, 90 targets? I mean, I don't know, but 
he's in line for an increase. They seem to love him. They do. He's, uh, you know, provides that spark and special teams, not that it helps their fantasy, but, you know, it, it gets his value boosted. And not for nothing, he's still super young. He's like, oh, I yeah, think, he's... 20, 21. Like, yeah. you know, Silly. he was like still riding a bicycle and, uh, you know. He rides a bicycle to camp every day. Yeah. So, so you know he's physically fit. Juju, longest name in the top 30. Um, number, Most hyphens, too. Number 26 gets us to our first running back. And um, down the list for a couple of reasons. Uh, it costs $18, which, you know, starts to That's take a, third, a little bit of bank. A third of your keeper cap. cap you know? Also got suspended for four games a yes, few weeks ago. he did. It's none other than Mark Ingram, running back, New Orleans Saints. Um, t- even with the, you know, we play a, a 16-week season, nine regular season games. Um, four of those are gone. I mean, I'm sorry, 13 regular season games, four of them are gone, leaving in nine. Yes. It certainly hurts his value from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. But there aren't many running backs that you know that you can plug in every week to get value from, and Ingram is certainly one of those. And I yeah. do not like Mark Ingram, but every year he just gets points. I'm not sure anyone is really a huge fan of his, uh, but he's just solid. And, and the way that they ran the ball, not just efficiently, but the volume they ran the ball. You think of the Saints and you think of Drew Brees. But they took the ball out of his hands a lot last year, and a lot was because of these two running backs. So, what know, I will say is, I think like, he's got good good value. When we were going through the ranks, one of the things that we wanted to ask ourselves, you know, to kind of see if they made sense, was, would you trade this guy for this guy? And I'll tell you right now that if I owned Mark Ingram at eighteen dollars and somebody offered me Juju Smith-Schuster at two, I would do that deal in a heartbeat. I well, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I think the eighteen dollars and the four game suspension because you're looking at players for a multi-year value, right? So if you look at Mark Ingram as 18 sure. and 27, 27 is now kind of on the cusp of whether he's keepable because of how much cap space it takes. So you're thinking, okay, if I got him for 18 and 27, that's 45 over two years, but I'm only getting 22 games out of it. Um, whereas Juju, I could have for five for two years and get, you know, 30 games. I certainly whatever. understand the value, but I guess the question too is where your roster is. And, yeah. And, you know, like... Yeah, the scarcity of running back, and especially known commodity running and back. If you're, and if you're closer to a title or not closer to a title, like if you had the room and and you needed a, a guy, it would make some sense. But, like, you know, it, it for some of you guys, it might not make sense. So I my, just have to do a quick aside that it's, yeah. it's the fourth quarter of an NBA Finals game with about seven and a half minutes left, and the Warriors have opted to double-team Jeff Green in the post. You know, so if they lose this game, just keep that strategic decision in mind. They're <laughs> trying to keep the ball out of Jeff Green's hands going down the stretch here in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, he he was such a stud here in Boston that, yeah. uh, you know, he showed his mettle. So just above Mark Ingram at number twenty-five, we have kind of a, a weird, a tough guy to judge, and that's Evan Engram, not yes. to be confused with Ingram. Correct. Two-dollar tight end from the New York Football Giants. He's on my team. So obviously I have an affinity for him. I think that tight ends are hard to come by. And I think that uh, rookie tight ends don't often have an impact. And he did, I would say, mostly because of injury. But with all those injuries, he kind of proved that he's he's basically just another wide receiver. He's not a blocking tight end. He's not going to... His only role is to catch balls. He's sort of everything that the Redskins wish Jordan Reed could be. Fair enough. And he's, um, you know, a guy that can go all over the formation and, you know, is a really good athlete, makes contested catches. Um, so I guess the question I have for you as, as the owner of his services with 
them adding Barkley in the draft, getting Beckham back healthy, getting Shepard back healthy. Um, do you think his do you think his target share goes down? I think it does. I think. And do you think it matters? I don't know that it matters. I think that um, you know, obviously, nobody's gonna when he was down last year. Nobody was gonna go ahead and take all of Beckham's targets. And there were games last year that. I mean, say we do a little Brandon Marshall, but he went down early. Beckham went down early. Their game of Sterling Shepard was out, and Ingram was just getting force-fed the ball. Yeah, they had some really good receivers in there yeah. last year. Um, I think that, you know, I own Shepard, too, and it's a weird situation to be in because people are talking about how, you know, both these young guys are good, but at some point, there's just not going to be the targets. Like, Eli's going to throw the ball 20 times a game, and eight or nine of those are going to OBJ. Mm-hmm. So you got 11 targets to split amongst... You know, three or four guys, however many people he's going to pass the ball to, and people are saying Barkley can catch the ball, whatever. Um, I'm sure there'll be games and shootouts and whatnot that they get into, but yeah, I, I think as long as Engram remains a red zone threat, and I and I think for me, especially his youth and the fact that good tight ends are so hard to find, just keeps him up in this tier for me. Um, and you'll see another a couple tight ends as we go up through the ranks, and it'll just kind of tell you that. I don't think any of these guys are Gronk, but if you can snag a uh, Gronk, a Kelsey, a Greg Olson, a Antonio Gates, a Tony Gonzalez early in their career and lock them down in this league, that mm-hmm. it, it's a position you don't have to think about and you know you're getting most of those guys like 3x what other people are getting in that position. If you just grab waiver fodder tight end, you're at a huge disadvantage to people with those top guys. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's Ingram. Um, I. It's an wish awful lot about a 25th ranked $2 I wish you the best. End. I wish you Thank the you. best. Um, definitely for sale, though, if anybody's interested. Ah, throw that in there. <laughs> uh, at 24, we have a guy whose role has changed quite a bit, leaving New England <laughs> and going to Tennessee. $2 running back, Dion Lewis. He's a yes. guy that a lot of people like more than me, so let's hear it. So, so it's, we- it's weird. Keeper. It's weird because... Is it weird? It's weird. It's weird. So you think that... You know when uh, you say weird so much, it kind of starts to sound weird. The word weird. Are you done? Weird. I'm done. Uh, going from New England to Tennessee does not seem like it is a positive... It does not. Part. Okay. That said, I don't think a team would pay a guy like Lewis the money that they paid him to go there and be like a third down specialist. So I think, I think so, so I think that the idea that, oh, well, Derrick Henry is going to get, you know, first and second down and then Deion Lewis will be the passing game guy. I just don't, I don't see I don't, that happening. I don't buy that. I, I, I saw almost, something out of the Titans camp that said they were 1A, 1B. I almost see them kind of like rotating series and then him still getting the third down stuff. So I think that it might be more 60-40 than people think. Uh, and I just think he's such an efficient back that plays with power for his size, can make you miss, can catch the ball. He's going to be Mariota's best friend. and uh, I, think, I think there's a couple... I, I like him. I think there's... So, I think that I might be misrepresenting what I dislike about him. Okay. So, first of all, I want to just, um, you know, talk about the elephant in the room that almost everybody who talks about fantasy now talks about some bullshit like half PPR, PPR league where these guys' values are inflated. Obviously, this league is not and never will value a reception. But how many receptions long is a field? Exactly. Okay, just wondering. Um, 
But, you know, I think sometimes people talk about, oh, he's a top, he's a starting back. They think about the pass catching. Secondly, I think that, you know, if if Tennessee is going to score, you know, 40 touchdowns next year, 35 of them are going to be to Corey Davis. So it's weird to value anybody else on <laughs> the team. But yeah, thirdly, the, true. the true argument I wanted to make is that it's not so much that I don't, I agree with everything you said about rules and it's 60-40. I just don't know if I trust that the is going to stay healthy. And Derrick Henry doesn't seem like a guy who, I mean, I know he's had like these like muscle injuries in the past, but he's a brick shit house. So muscle injuries. Well, I don't know, like hammies. And <laughs> what do they call them? Soft tissue injuries? Is that what I'm trying to think sure. of? Um, so, you know, I mean, Deion Lewis showed last year that putting in a system that, that fits his skills, he can certainly produce. And he showed in years past with the Pats, too. And I agree with you that his workload increases going to Tennessee, but I'm, I don't know that I agree that that's a good thing for him. We'll see if, he, mm-hmm. if he's durable enough for it. We shall see. We shall. Um, so this, we start to, and we talked about Ingram a little while ago, but when we get to the 23rd keeper here, it's the same idea. Um, somebody who costs a few bucks more. A lot of these guys are just cheap, so they're super appealing. Um, at 23, we have Devonta Freeman, mm-hmm. running back for the Atlanta Falcons. I hear he's very available in our league, I think, so. I think he's quite available. Yeah. Um, just guy, a rumor I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's a little tight on cap space. Devonta seems like the odd man out as far as who he's keeping. Um, so, you know, give him a call if you're interested in Devonta Freeman. And, and you probably have good reason to be. Um, to cost $21 and still be this high in the keeper ranks clearly means we think you have a, a lot of value. Yes. Um, maybe only two years or, I guess, yeah, it could only be two years of value. Um, but even for one year of value at 21 bucks, you're getting a guy who I think has finished like 10, 5, and 4 the last three years. I don't know what the order is. Well, he was, he was down a bit this year because he had those injuries. Okay. Um, I don't think he's finished lower than like 15th in four or five years or since he came into this, the This year, I'm pretty sure, was the worst he, he had been, but you might be right. I think he was in like in the teens. And... Uh, you know, he's just proven that he can be a workhorse back in, in, a, in a pretty good offense. So uh, I think the um, coordinator change impacted him as it did the rest of the offense. So you hope year year two under uh, Steve Sarkeesian that uh, he'll be a little bit better and, you know, he'll be able to stay healthy. And if he does, you have, a, you know, top five ceiling at the position, which... For twenty for, for twenty one dollars, you know, is still a really good value because if he if he, you know, if Jimmy's not able to throw him or uh, trade him, and he has to throw him back, I mean, he's going for seventy bucks anyway. Yeah, I think he's going for seventy bucks anyway, and I think that um, you know, there aren't how many running backs in the league truthfully have top five value? Maybe a dozen, like top five potential. I mean, not value. Like maybe a dozen. There's, there's just a only five have top five value. That's true. Yes, um, and he's one of the ones that does. I think that you know, just a couple of tweaks. I, I don't know that I love Sarkeesian, but you know, Atlanta's clearly a side to side team. If they can get him going outside, more it'll help. Yeah, and if they can remember that he's like pretty good around the goal line, like that, that was the biggest difference last year. Right, like the injuries that you mentioned, but also it's like they forgot that he's good around the goal. And line. he was a consistent guy that would punch it in. You know. 10, 11, 12 times every year. It just didn't happen last year. So you add four or five touchdowns back to his thing, and he's right back where he always is. Yeah, maybe when they remember that Julio Jones is not allowed to score touchdowns, they'll stop trying to shove him down there. <laughs> um, at 22, we're uh, going backwards in age here as we climb up the ladder. 22 is an $18 quarterback by the name of Thomas Jefferson Brady. Is it Jefferson? No. No. Edward? Yeah, I think that might be it, actually. 
I think they named one of their kids Jeff or something. I think Bridget's kids' initials are Jet. Ooh. And people were all up in a tiff about it. It doesn't even make sense because none of their last names start with a T. But no. It's something about Jet. So maybe it's Jeb with an exclamation point. <laughs> um, anyway. So Tom Brady costs $18 he does. this year. He is the reigning NFL MVP. He's how old? 41. Soon to be, I believe. Soon to be 41. He is better at football than anybody that's ever played football. That's true. He is getting his favorite weapon back. That's true. He lost Danny Amendola. Yeah. He lost Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And he gained Julian Edelman. Uh, all the camp talk is about Kenny Britt, though I will never buy that. Uh, he got hurt yesterday or today. I saw that. So, But don't worry. They said it was nothing, so which means it'll be the whole season. Also, guys, don't forget about stars like Jordan Matthews, Cole Pepperoni, uh, Cor- <laughs> Cordero Patterson. Cole Pepperoni! <laughs> We should have a sounder for Colt Pepperoni. But, uh, he lost the pass-catching running back, but replaced him immediately. They drafted one, Michelle. you know, Michelle. So hopefully... Brandon's new personal assistant, I, Yes. I, I don't think he will have uh, any issues spreading the ball around. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the tough part is, is, yes, he costs a little bit more, especially with the depth of quarterback out there. You might say, well, that, this is a little high for him. He also is the reigning MVP. So if yeah. you have him, you can probably keep him for one or two years. He might play one or two very elite years. So you're probably still getting good value out of this. No, you definitely are. $18 is like 50 cents for every 100 fantasy points he gets. That doesn't make any sense. Don't know that the math checks out, but <laughs> let's, let's keep it going. That. Yeah. Um, and then rounding out the top 30 at number 21 is uh, a guy that played like a quarter of a game last year. Yeah, and I don't think it was that good. Was he really good the year before and not good the year before that? He had kind of an up-and-down career before. He was, and now he's on a new team. We don't was, know anything about this guy. He was really good in 2015 when the Jaguars had a bunch of garbage time. Right. And then in 2016, he was pretty bad. And then, and then in 2017, I acquired him, so he got hurt immediately. <laughs> right. And uh, this, this, of course, is Allen Robinson, who... Despite all these injuries, uh, got paid at the top of the market to go to Chicago and be a bear and be, uh, and be young this year's Robert Woods, young Mitchell Trubisky's uh, number one target. So the the upside is obviously the target share is available for him. He's still only twenty five years old, I think. Yikes! Very very athletically gifted guy should be completely um, recovered from his ACL injury. Uh, you know, creative offense. There's a lot of things going for him. The only thing is, we haven't seen him be good in like three years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not the only thing. I mean, he's on a different team. He's but again, a quarterback we don't know anything about. Again, top twelve upside at his position. He finished fourth in 2015. Right. And he's eight dollars to keep. And he finished. I don't want to sound like a complete lunatic, but he finished fourth, playing for a team that some people thought would be good. They could kind of huck the ball around when they got behind, and. That might be like Chicago this year. People think they might be good, but they're probably going to be behind a bunch. And if they kind of want to see what they have in Trubisky, they might let them huck it around a bit. Mm. And, you know, if he kind of gets in that situation, Allen Robinson's going to win a lot of win a lot of balls. I mean, I, you know, the divisions defenses are, I'd say, fairly like Minnesota's got a great defense. 
Detroit, you would think that Patricia kind of coaches up the defense a little bit, and Green Bay just drafted two cornerbacks like early. I know they historically haven't been a great defense, but right. I don't think he has like the easiest matchup for the season. I haven't looked at the rest of Chicago's schedule, and they're like the darling team this year that everybody thinks are going to be the Rams. I don't buy that, but I think he's going to have 135 targets. Yeah, it feel, feels like a year early for them, but uh, yeah, and you're right. He's going to have to go. It's up a year against... early until Aaron Rodgers retires. <laughs> I don't know Fair how many enough. years that is, but but you know. You're right. He's going to have to face off twice against Xavier Rhodes. He's going to draw Darius Slate twice, who's really good. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe the Packers will find something in Jair Alexander or someone else. But um, the Aaron ability Rogers is there. that are practice, the two new corners are good. Well, he has to say that. That's I think true. that's part of his contract that will be redone soon. Um, I hope he gets this. I want to be the highest paid guy every year. I think this is such a great idea by him and his agent to say, I want every year an opt-out if anybody passes me an income so I can be higher paid than them. Well, I think that's – I th- we don't know the terms of Belichick's uh, contract, but I think that's sort of like – there's like a clause in there. <laughs> that, that I must be paid the that most. He, I love I'm it. serious. Like if someone bypasses me, then he gets like a, you know, a five, 5% – over whatever that number is to increase his money. I like it. I'm pretty sure that's the Meanwhile, we're cheating by paying our quarterback like the 18th most amongst quarterbacks in the league. It's not the cheating. We're just, we're, <laughs> you know, he's taking a hometown discount. So what the Packers should do yeah. is set Aaron Rodgers up with a filthy rich supermodel. Well, because that's what happened, you know, Brady doesn't need the money. Well, wasn't he dating like a really successful person? Uh, Sloan Sabbath. What's her name? Uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia he was Mon. Olivia Mon. And now, now he's dating a retired NASCAR racer. So. Yeah. Who's... Not Tony Stewart. Um, <laughs> he killed the guy. Sure did. Um, I don't know whose dick is bigger, Danica Patrick's or Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's much question. That is Danica's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But why would She's packing. Deal with that? Yeah. Do you think I... either one of them are fudgical? Size? Well, <laughs> let's, let's be real here. The fudgical company, I mean... They had to mold someone. This is true. Probably Danica Patrick. I think that's a pretty good spot to end it on. Well, Danica Patrick's fudgical shaped dong. Yep, that's... <laughs> you're not going to get any better out of that. If their pants us. were on, they're certainly off now. I think everyone, as long as they end this uh, podcast pantsless, I think we've done our job. All right, we'll be back sometime soon with the top 20 to keep you guys all on edge. See if you can figure it out between now and then. Make your list at home of who you think the top 20 are. And see how they match up with ours. (laughs) You can do a mock draft.